The Drum Shuffle Podcast. Check it out. It's the best podcast about drumming. I'm not going to waver from that. It's hosted by Jamie Eads. Listen wherever you listen to podcasts, thedrumshuffle.com, jamieeads.com, J-A-M-I-E-E-A-D-S.com. You want me to get out? You get out. Do you smell almonds? Nice mustache. You don't know what my breath smells like. Chest pass through him. I'm very excited about that. I'm also very nervous. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello. Read any good books lately? What did what just happened? From the Dire Prime Pantry in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Episode 36, Coastal Carolina University, second round SAD tournament. Follow me on Instagram at UnreasonableDoubtWV, Twitter. Tweeting on Twitter, find those tweets at I'm Josh Witt. Facebook, you know? Facebook page, find it. Follow the podcast there. Hit the blue thumb. UnreasonableDoubtWV at gmail.com is the email address. Do you send emails anymore? If you do, send me an email. I'll read it on this podcast. Unless you tell me in the email to not read it on the podcast, then I won't. Still respond to your email. What a night. (laughs) West Virginia... Exits the SAD tournament tonight, losing in Morgantown to the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, 109-91. to And it didn't go into overtime. That's in 40 minutes. 109 Coastal Carolina shot 58%. And it got ridiculous in the second half. So the first half, they put a 50-burger on us. And West Virginia looked sluggish. Not a lot of energy. Kind of started like the Grand Canyon game. But waiting for them to kind of wake up. And then Coastal Carolina comes out in the second half. And scores every time they have the ball. It felt like. And they got the 109 easy. And so that's the way the season ends for WVU this year. And I got to say, as crazy as that game was, and it's one game, and we're starting four freshmen and and a guy who's new to the program, Well, we'll get to who started this game here in a second. But there's something poetic about the season ending this way. First of all, Coastal Carolina's home court is where West Virginia played early in the season in the Myrtle Beach Tournament. And the red flag started really 
West Virginia lost a tough game in their opener to a NCAA tournament team with a bunch of seniors in overtime. But the red flags came in Myrtle Beach, where West Virginia struggled with Monmouth. Not a good team this year. Lost to Western Kentucky, who made the Conference USA tournament final, but did not make the NCAA tournament, and was average, and barely beat St. Joseph's, whose coach left after the season, and it was one of those, um, hey man, we like you, but we can't keep you? Do you want to save face and say you don't want to come back next year? Okay, we'll do this together. We obviously do not want you back. But we want to save face, and we like you enough to where you can leave on your own terms. But don't come back. West Virginia barely beat that team. And so full circle in the season, losing at home to Coastal Carolina. Another poetic thing, Derek Culver. Suspended for the first semester because of signs of being late, not following team rules, I guess, as far as being late to class or missing classes or whatever. In the sad tournament, Culver sat for the first half. So another full circle late. Why why did he miss the first half? Huggins said in the post-game press conference, he was late to the game. And then the way they lost the sad tournament. Giving up 109. Giving up 250 burgers in the same game. They gave up 50 in the first half and 59 in the second half. And so, triple digits was in the cards this season, and it could have happened multiple times. West Virginia gave up 99 to Buffalo in the first game in overtime, gave up 90 to St. Joseph's in that win. TCU broke 90 twice against West Virginia this year. Once in the three overtime game that West Virginia won, but TCU put 98 on West Virginia in Fort Worth, and they sat on 98 for like three minutes. They should have got 100. Iowa State, 93. Uh, Oklahoma, 92. And then a 500 team. They won as many as they lost from the Sunbelt Conference? Puts up 109 in Morgantown. And so that is a... This team had defensive issues all year long. Regardless of who the personnel was. Not good at defense. And so... They ended the season with a bang. A <laughs> hundred and nine 
to the Chanticleers. We all know what a Chanticleer is. And we will know now because the Chanticleers just set, I I think they set a record for points scored against WBU in Morgantown since forever. Not since Bob Huggins. Since forever. (laughs) I'm going to follow up on that in the Random Thoughts segment. But I think in the SAD tournament, a 100 and some year record was broken by the Chanticleers. Now, it's a sad tournament, okay? When we look back 10 years, if we go 10 years in the future and say, tell me what happened in the 2018-19 season, you're not going to point to anything that happened in the sad tournament. You're just going to say that was a bad season. Guys got kicked off the team. Played more minutes for young guys. Showed signs of hope. It's not going to be, remember when Coastal Carolina put 109 on WVU in the SAD tournament. I don't think it, it's just going to exist in a in a record book. And it'll be brought up, but like... Does it if it happens in the sad tournament, does it make the record book? I'm I'm asking as a serious question. I don't know the answer. Tell me. Does that count? <laughs> so and in your heart of hearts, what's the good way of exiting the sad tournament? Okay? Let's get let's get real here. Is the best way to exit exit the sad tournament by is to win the sad tournament? The 2019 sad tournament champions? Or do you lose and you could lose by 2, you could lose by 18 like they did tonight at home. They could lose by 50. They could lose on a terrible call by the officials. But if they win all the games possible in the said tournament, West Virginia does not make it to 500. And it does not redeem the season. The redemption was them not getting blown out by 30 in their losses. As (laughs) As <laughs> and and winning a few games, and the guy and the young guys getting minutes and getting reps. That's the redeeming part. It's not what happens in the sad tournament. And yeah, this was pretty bad. I can't argue that it, that there's something good about this. But what I'm saying is. There's no good way out of the season if it involves a sad tournament. Random thoughts coming up. Woody's Goodies is a proud sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. You know what they do. They give you opportunities to buy things at discounted prices. That's what they're about. 
There's two places you can get those discount deals. Marmette, St. Albans, West Virginia. More importantly, I mean, go to the store. But you want to know what's in the store. And to do that, you need to go to their Facebook page. W-O-O-D-Y apostrophe S. G-O-O-D-I-E-S. Type it in on Facebook. Find their page. Hit the blue thumb. Check out their Facebook posts. Like and share their posts for a opportunity to win $50 every week. Also, those Facebook posts are important because it lets you know what's in the store, all the discount deals you'll find on the Facebook page, and then you show up ready to shop. Woody's Goodies. Check them out. Marmette, St. Albans, West Virginia. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. I just checked the internets, and 109 points given up by WVU is the most points given up to an opponent in Morgantown in the history of West Virginia playing basketball. (laughs) But again, unclear if it counts if it's in the SAD tournament. But the previous record was, or the current record, depending on what we find out on this, for most points scored by a visitor, 107 by Notre Dame in 1971. So congratulations? Anyways, how about that real tournament? How about that NCAA tournament? Did you did you enjoy the first four days of the tournament? I did. Did you listen to all the bracket talk? Probably not. That's a lot that's a lot of bracket talk in a short amount of time. But if you did listen to the Bracket Talk series, with my opinion, Kevin Touch, Jeff Chappelle, Neil Stone, we were kind of on point. <laughs> As of right now. Now it could go it could go all down the drain on Thursday and Friday, but as of right now, my final four picks, Kevin's, Jeff's, Neil's, were three of us have our, have our final four intact. Only Kevin is missing one out of his final four. He had Buffalo going to the final four. Buffalo lost in round two to Texas Tech. But so here's the rights and wrongs that we got so far. For me, I picked Belmont in the Sweet 16. Wrong. St. Mary's in the Sweet 16. Wrong. Oregon winning a game. I got that kind of right. They actually won two games. I said Virginia Tech was going to lose in the first round. Wrong. They're in the Sweet 16. But my final four is intact. My Elite Eight, still intact. And I said this in my bracket talk. And pure luck or not, maybe I know something. Here's what I said. I don't know. I don't see a lot of upsets. That's the one thing after I went through this. I don't see a lot of upsets. I got that one right. Eh? In two regions, the one, two, three, and four seed are still in it. In another region, five seed Auburn joins the one, two, and three seed. 
And in the other region, it's the 1, 2, 3 seeds and 12 seeded Oregon, which Neil Stone called. I had Oregon winning a game. Neil had Oregon in the Sweet 16, and he was right about that. Neil liked Murray State. Murray State won a game before they lost to Florida State. But again, a lot of insight so far <laughs> gained if you listen to the bracket talk. And it's not too late to check those out. Listen, it's too late for your pool, but maybe prepare you for what's coming. And who's going to be in the final four? Did you watch that Duke game? Duke almost lost to Central Florida. Central Florida had two shots at it late to take the lead. And both shots were in and out. Ugh. The worst. And there's two kind of two kinds of people in this world. There's the people in that situation who are selfish and have Duke winning their bracket and want Central Florida to not win. And then there's people who want Central Florida to mess all of it up. Even if they have Duke winning their bracket, they're rooting for Central Florida to win. There's two people. I'm going to let you guess which side of the fence I'm on. All right, I gave you time to guess. I was 100% rooting for Central Florida. I mean, come on. Let's... Chaos. And that would have been terrible for the tournament. To have Zion Williamson out of the tournament, that would have been a bad thing. For sure. But what it would have gave us... And the second weekend of the tournament is a seven foot six guy. And his name is Taco. So that translates. Hey, I, I talked to my daughter, my oldest daughter. I said, hey, it's Zion versus a seven foot six guy named Taco. And she couldn't care less about basketball. She, that's all she wanted to hear. And guess what? She was a fan of Taco. And she likes Zion. So, Taco moving on would not have been a bad thing. Not as good as Duke still being in the tournament. But I was 100% rooting for Central Florida. And, you know, Central Florida's coach played for Coach K. Now on the other side of the court as a coach, the coach's son plays for UCF and had a good game and had a chance at the end. One of those shots that was in and out. And Duke moves on. And there were other good games too, I guess, but there were a lot of blowouts. But that happens every year. You only remember the upsets and the close games. The, the secret part, and I still enjoy this, but the secret part of the NCAA tournament, and it's just because there's a bunch of games, odds are not all of them are going to be close. <laughs> and some will be borderline unwatchable. Or you can keep it on TV and multitask and do something else. 
and a lot of multitask games in the NCAA Tournament 2019 edition. But, uh, you know, I wanted to take time to pat myself on the back and pat my fellow guests for Bracket Talk on the back. So far, so good, guys. (laughs) To be continued. Final thoughts coming up. Diet Prime Creator Group is the lead sponsor for Unreasonable Doubt. You're running out of time for the Dyer Prime 50 t-shirt deal. I've been telling you about it for a while. Have you not jumped in on this opportunity? It's a great opportunity. First of all, Dyer Prime, full service graphic shop, custom design on every job they work on. That custom design that they work on for you, they can put that on 50 single color custom shirts. You pick the color. $300 for 50 shirts with your custom design from Dyer Prime. Do you want a white t-shirt with your design? They can do that too. And the deal for that, 50 shirts, white tees, $275. That's a great deal. So check them out. 304-767-4445. Call or text them or visit their website, D-Y-E-R-P-R-I-M-E.com. Dyer Prime. Get that discount shirt deal. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. The 2018-19 season is officially over. There's no second chance tournament. That's it. So in the next few weeks and months, going to find out who... On this roster, we'll stay on this roster moving into the 2019-2020 season. How many of the guys who are on the current roster will move to the... Transfer portal. Maybe one of the guys that is currently on the roster will decide to not go to college and instead... Sign a contract to play professional basketball somewhere in the world? Those questions and more will be answered. New guys will join the team. Fresh out of high school, Mr. McBride, Mr. Schwebe. I'd be shocked if other new gentlemen that we aren't aware of will be joining the team, perhaps from a junior college situation. So all those all those things are going to happen in the off season. And also this podcast is going to happen in the off season. Another the second off season of unreasonable doubt will start this Friday with the sad season in review and then moving forward for the next 7 months <laughs> Unreasonable Doubt will have weekly episodes dropping each Friday. So that depending on depending on how you feel about this podcast, that's either good news or bad news. I enjoyed the off season last year. I enjoyed talking about things outside of basketball. Turned into more of, you know, there was some pop culture things. There was me ranting about, I think one episode I ranted about golf carts. 
So some different subjects can come up in the off season. Also a chance to interview people. Really enjoy talking with people inside and outside of basketball. Well, mostly last season it was all basketball basketball related, but want to talk to more basketball people, but also want to talk to people outside of basketball. Do you have suggestions on who I should talk to in the off season? Let me know on social media or send me an email, unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. Who should I talk to on this podcast? And follow up on that, is it attainable? (laughs) Hey, Josh. You know who you should interview? Jerry West. All right, dude. Or lady. Cool. Let me work on that. I have a decent list of potential guests. But stick with the podcast in the off season. Let's have some fun together. Or don't listen. It does, you know, it really doesn't matter. I enjoy doing this podcast and I'm going to do it in the off season. So fair warning. More episodes on a weekly basis coming starting this Monday. Not this Monday, this Friday. Ooh wee. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms. Apple. Podcasts. Anchor.fm. Overcast. So many other platforms, including CastBox. Subscribe to the podcast. Wherever you subscribe, rate the podcast five stars and leave a review. Do those things. It helps me. It helps the podcast. They're very quick and easy things you can do to help this show. Again, the next episode will be Friday. Off-season episode one. It'll be the sad season in review. Until then... I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt WVU for the 2018-19 season. 15 wins, 21 losses.